I'll go ahead and finish. Scripture alone cannot make one fit for heaven. Preaching cannot make one fit for heaven. He who hears the word, though through the preaching of the word, must allow the Holy Spirit to appropriate the word and make it part of him. The word of God is the life giving seed, but it must fall on good ground. A willing, open, a willing, open, receptive heart or it will not bring forth fruit. Let's turn to Mark chapter four real quick. This is a great uh, segue into a discussion that I think is very important because I think a lot of people um, like the analogy proposed was a lot of people are not just there. There's three levels. There's people who read the word. There's those who study the word. Then there's those who apply the word. What's the big difference of those three? Read, study and apply. Those who read the word just say, you know, I did my reading for the day. Some people study the word. Those are people who study to, for debates or, or, and also some people study to, to see what the word has to say for themselves. But the ultimate goal of life is to apply, right? Uh, we as believers shouldn't just be devotional or just uh, going through the motions when it comes to the word of God. We have to ensure that, that our soil or our soul is deep. Let's read Mark chapter 4 real quick and kind of give some insight to what this, this uh, chapter is discussing today. It says, again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables and in teachings he said to them, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seed fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, <clears throat> excuse me, and 100-fold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, verse 10, and when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Verse 13, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word, the word of God, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes like the birds and take away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on good soil 
are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. There's the formula. 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold return. Now, let's break this down for those who want to hear. There's four types of hearts. We said this many times before that your soil or your soul is what? Soil. Every day. Let's draw a little heart. Let's make it a little bit more visual for those who are visual learners. Here's your heart. This is soil. How do seeds get to your heart? And but what, what passageways do seeds get to your heart? Ears, yep. Ears, mouth, eyes, touch, all senses, smell. Five different passageways that seeds get into your heart. Now, the word of God says there's four types of hearts. What are they? Number one is the hard soil, hard ground, hard heart, thorns, rocky, and good. Yep. Four soils are in this room right now. Either you're a hard-hearted person, rocky-hearted person, thorny-heart person, or a good-hearted person. Now, let's talk about these five passageways by which uh, these seeds get to the heart. Now, how, what, how many farmers are out there in the world today casting seeds in the hearts and minds of people? There's two categories. I only like doing that like that because Satan's not equal to God. So there's God... Then there's Satan, and then the rest are connected as far as systems, right? The word of God is supposed to be sown. That's why I go so hard when I preach to you all. And one of my, my publishing company for my books is called Cast and Seed Publishing. When I was a younger guy, I, I got the revelation from God. It was saying, don't get so consumed whether or not people hear you or not. All you're doing is casting seed. My job is not to make you listen. That's why I don't wake you up. That's why I don't ask you to take stuff off your ear. I don't do that because I'm just casting seed. Whatever, whatever point of the message that hits you, you'll hear. But, but my job is to cast seed. The word of God is the seed. What, why are seeds powerful? What, are, what makes seeds the most powerful? They grow. Now, now, do seeds grow alone or do seeds have to have a partnership? Partnership with what? Uh, water, sun. water, sun, and what else? Nutrients, Nutrients from where? Soil. soil. So we, uh, the soil has a partnership of rain, uh, sun, uh, earth, or soil, etc. It has to go into partnership. The word by itself, without assistance, without partnership, will not bear forth fruit. So right now, the word of God, good word, we got people that give you good word over and over and over again, is constantly being sown. It's sown through your ears. How is the word of God sown through your ears? That's obvious. Say it again. Words of music, words from other people, uh, 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 seeds get in. Now we're talking about two different seeds. There's, there's two types of seeds. There's organic seed and genetically modified, GMO seed. What's the big difference between the two? There you go, yep. Just simple. One is genetically modified, meaning it's not original. 
right? It's not organic. Organic seeds are seeds that are actually real, raw seeds. Genetically modified seeds means that man got involved. Anytime man gets involved in, what, in the original order of something already created, it's going to deteriorate. It's going to mess up whatever it's in, right? So genetically modified seeds are seeds sown by Satan and his kingdom. Seeds sown through music, seeds sown through your words or the words of others, seeds sown through what you see because you can't never, you can never unsee what you've seen. Uh, seeds planted through touch, touch, touch is a way by which seeds go through. Because if a girl hugs you a certain kind of way, a guy hugs you a certain kind of way, or or someone touches you inappropriately, it can cause a downward spiral in a person's sexual expression in their life, right? So touch can be a, a thing that gets to the heart of a person, and the touch can be given through seeds. You know for a fact that someone is is whatever, whatever through touch. Also smell. You know what I'm saying? So you drive by, a certain smell come through, and you're like, man, I'm going to pull it into the drive-thru. But either way, these are the five doors by which seeds come through. That's why you have to guard these four or five things. You have to guard your ears because words have power. Words are the sustaining components of life. The Bible says life and death is in the power of what? Tongue. The tongue is powerful. Everything right now is being sustained off of let there be. The sun, the Lord, I told people all the time, God is not doing maintenance on the sun. God's not doing maintenance on the moon. God's not doing maintenance on a firmament. God's not doing maintenance on trees. God's not doing maintenance because it's still being sustained off his words. Words are powerful. That's why you got to make sure you are only accepting the word of God and, 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 and or encouraging positive, optimistic words within reason. If not, you're going to miss your seasons of success. You're going to miss your seasons of harvest because you don't know how to deter, decipher between the reasons or be able to reason through what you allow to get in. Ears, mouth. You got to watch what you hear. Other people say you got to watch what you say. I, I should have showed the video, but there was a video of of uh, water. They were talking about how. Um, the uh, uh, vibrations and frequencies of music affects the crystallization of water. What happens is when certain songs are being played, certain words are being played, water crystals begins to crystallize into beautiful shapes. That's why they say if you go to certain church cathedrals, you ever been one of them old churches? They got those uh, uh, glass-looking things. They do that because when the music is playing, they're giving you the image of what happens when gospel hymns are played. It crystallizes into those different shapes. But what happens when you play something demonic or you play something that's evil? The water crystallization becomes disrupted. It becomes ugly looking. We're made up of 60 to 70 percent water. They say that if you put two plants in the back of a classroom, they do this scientific uh, thing all the time. That if you just write a negative word on one plant and a positive word on another plant, just you thinking the word affects the plant. The plant that has a negative word, even a word that hasn't been spoken, the fact that the word is on the outside of the plant, the plant dies. The plant that uh, has positive uh, word on it thrives. It's crazy that just the thinking, if thinking and speaking affects plants and affects water, what does it do to us? Why do you think in our culture we have these different phrases, oh, that made me weak, or oh, I'm dead? Like, this is by design. They know your body can care less how you feel about the word. The word is the word, therefore the word will do what the word does. 
That's why they want your vocabulary. That's why they want you to talk a certain kind of way. Because they know <clears throat> from a cellular level to a water biological level, words affect you. So what do you say over yourself? What do you allow people to say over you? Because it's going to affect you. That's why uh, when, I, when, uh, when I say phrases like I love you to my daughter or when I watch the video talking about the words love, the words eternal, the words gorgeous, the words beautiful cause crystallization in the body. So when I say those words to her, why do you think she smiles? She don't even know what I'm saying. It's the power of the word. But that's why me and my wife made a vow to never argue in front of her. Like because the kids can feel it, internalize it, and then it sprouts up at age 13, it sprouts up at 14. Because that's how powerful words, tone, emotions are. So you gotta watch what you say out of your mouth because you have what you say. Because what you say goes all the way into you. You gotta watch what you put before your eyes. Because things go through your eye gates. They said that the, uh, uh, the um, eye of the man or the person is the window to their soul. You can look in a person's eyes and see their soul. Not, not literally, but you see the substances of their soul. So you got to watch what you look at because you can never unsee what you've seen. Touch is one thing we already talked about. Smell as well. These are the five gates by which seeds are being sown. Who's the farmer of your life? Who are you allowing to sow seed? So your favorite rapper. Uh, NBA young boy, whatever y'all guys like, uh, Polo G, whoever it is, those are your farmers. The people that you watch on TV or Instagram, those are your farmers. Who are the farmers you are selecting and which farm are they from? The God farm or the Satan farm? There's no in-between farms, y'all. There's no gray farm. It's either the God farm or the demonic farm. And whoever is up under these farmers will farm the fields of other people causing either to succeed or not to succeed. That's why the word of God talks about the hard heart. Let's talk about the hard heart real quick. And he said to them, do you not understand the parables? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. The word is the word of God is talking about here. And the sower is those who are in the kingdom of God and those uh, are the Holy Spirit. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and take away the word. That's why when you leave church, you forget what's been said. It's that easy. If you don't, now it could be the presentation, it could be whatever, I understand that. But when it's a good universal generalized word and it doesn't get into your heart, it's been snatched away because your heart is hard. What, will, what causes people's hearts to be hardened? Hatred, yep. And how does hatred causes a person's heart to be hardened. Jealousy. Jealousy. Yep, that's good, yep. What's another thing that will cause a person's heart to be hard to the point where they won't receive the word of God that they hear? So we got jealousy, we got hatred, what else? One more. Resentment, yep. So now, in order to cause a person to have a hard heart, you got to hurt the heart. No, that's, that's different. You got to harm the heart. Hurt and harm is different. What makes hurt and harm different? Yeah, harm is what? Permanent. That's good. The difference, that's a good point. The difference that I'm looking for is hurt means I can accidentally hurt you, but wasn't intentionally trying to hurt you. Harming you means I have full intentions to harm you. 
Now, they say, does the truth harm or do the truth hurt? Truth hurt. So if I tell you the truth and you get your feelings hurt by that, that ain't my problem, especially if I sauced it up with some grace and truth. Like if I sauced, if I sauced the truth, the Bible says come, Jesus came with grace and truth. Like if you tell a person the truth without grace, they'll resent you. If you tell people the truth, if you tell people the truth without grace, you'll harm them. Oh no, you tell the people the truth without grace, they'll resent you. If you don't tell the truth but only give grace, you'll never help them. That's what I'm trying to say. So the devil wants hurt people or harmed people who are in their feelings of hurt to harm so that they can cause hearts to be hardened. So now people got resentment. I, I hate my dad. I hate my mom. I hate my sibling. I hate this person. And so when I sold a soul, when I sold a seed of the word of God called love, how can love sprout in your heart? See, people don't understand there's different types of, of seeds. Well, there's one seed. The only seed that produces different fruit is what? Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about when Jesus was eating with the, with the fellas, and, and I don't know what they had. I don't know if they had a Zaxby's or a Bojangles, but they had something. And while they was eating, Jesus said, after the Texas toast was done, he said, it's expedient for me to go. So I can send a comforter. He's not a seed. It's a metaphor of him being a seed. Right? That seed has what all in it? The fruits of the what? Spirit. The word of God doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. Plural says the fruit of the spirit. Singular. Why is that? We said this before. Maybe it was with y'all or someone else. Why is it the fruit of the spirit, not the fruits of the spirit? They all connect. Right? So I have to have this seed. In order for the nine or the other seed or the fruits to produce, right? So the devil doesn't want this seed to be planted in rich soil because then your heart won't be hard. So if I teach a message on love, but you have resentment, there was no need for me to even ascend, for me to send it because heart's hard. That means the devil comes immediately. And snatch the word of God. Because they know the word has power. The author of the word is the one that authored the world. So if the one that authored the world authors the word, then the word has the same power as the words that are sustaining the universe. Right? Or the world. I don't even, you know, you know what I believe. Anyway. A rocky heart is this. It says, uh, the sower sows the word and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, they hear it. You can never really not hear the word of God if your ears work. But what's the difference between hearing and listening? Hearing means I heard what you said. Listening means I'm, in, I'm endeavoring to interpret what you're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, and, uh, and Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. Verse 16, and these are the ones sown on rocky ground. Now you got to listen because you got to determine which heart are you. Which heart are you? <clears throat> so think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you the hard heart? Now let's get to the rocky one. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground, the ones in, uh, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. 
and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arise on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Let's talk about that. When you hear a word on heaven and hell, <laughs> Jesus coming back one day, hell is real, hell, fire, and brimstone message. You'll receive the word with joy, right? <laughs> or God wants to bless you. You'll get a car. You'll get a car. And you'll get a house. Everybody receive it with joy. I want a house. I want a spouse. I want a car. Like, those kind of words people receive with joy. Or, or you in a low moment and you depressed. And someone preached that gospel so pure and clean to the point where he said, man, I, I need a savior. You raise your hand, you go down to an altar. But raising your hand, saying a prayer, going to an altar does not mean you were converted. It, it just means that you understood the assignment and you assigned the assignment to your life, but you didn't change your life in the process. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so some people receive it with joy. But they still got some rocks in their heart. Let's keep reading. It says, and these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately. <clears throat> you got to know what you're receiving. <clears throat> some people, they are immediate people. What's the difference between immediately and eventually? Eventually. What happens when you see something immediately, but wasn't supposed to happen until eventually? It happens, prematurely. happens prematurely. A lot of us do that. We immediately receive friendships too quickly. We immediately receive um, uh, relationships too soon. We immediately too, too eventually. Like we immediately all the time, right? Eventually means that I start a business. And I understand that eventually I'll succeed. But most people receive the idea of entrepreneurship, the idea of business ownership immediately. They receive it immediately, but they don't understand the eventually. So what happens when you only hear the gospel and you only hear the word of God based upon. Y'all good? Oh, that's more important. That's cool. That's, that's fine. But some people, they'll receive it immediately, right? But the issue is they don't, know, they don't have the full interpretation of the process. So what happens when you receive something immediately, you're basically saying that, oh, I only accept the good of it. So what happens, people, this is probably above y'all's life grade, but when it comes down to marriage and relationships, what happens is people will be like, um, oh, yeah, she's bad, he's attractive, let's get married. So they immediately get involved but don't understand what will cause the relationships to evolve. They get involved, but they don't get to evolve to resolve. See, before you can get involved with somebody, you got to resolve certain things. The reason why relationships fail is because there is no resolution. There hasn't been anything resolved. You haven't resolved the daddy issues. You haven't resolved the mama issues. You haven't resolved what happened in high school. You haven't resolved it. And since you didn't resolve it, now you get yourself involved with it, but you can't evolve with it because you haven't solved it. So the issue is people receive it immediately. Oh, man. Yeah, I accept God. Yeah, cool. But when persecution comes or tribulation comes on account of the word, they fall away. How many Christians, you know, people, you know, 
They'll be in something short term, but they want long term benefits. But those who are truly good soil, they understand before I involve myself with anybody, I got to resolve myself with the somebody who is God. I got to resolve some things. There are some things in my singleness I had to resolve before I married my wife. If not, I w- it w- my marriage won't evolve. And I've got to keep resolving certain things because things happen. <clears throat> I, can't grow, I can't grow resentful, <clears throat> bitter, jealous, or whatever because i got to care about the evolving of a thing. If I don't resolve and then I involve myself, then I actually dissolve the thing. Then that's what it's called divorce. That's what it calls embarrassment. Now the marriage dissolves because I didn't resolve or involved God in my life, but etc. So people receive it with joy. Yeah, I want to be a Christian. It happens all the time in chapel service and church services. And then you be like, ain't that the same girl that went down to the altar? Ain't that the same guy? And the same person, and they, and they are atheists now? What proves the real thing of a thing, the beginning of a thing or the end of a thing? The end. That's why God ain't moved by emotions. God knows who the Jeep. God is such a realist. He says, he says, broad is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. How many people are going to be on that road? Many. The broad. He says, narrow is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life. And how many will be on that? You listen. Is does everybody in school go home with me? No. Only me go home with me. <laughs> right? Like, you, like for instance, you ain't gonna. Like, no matter how much you probably may may like your peers, you might like your classmates. When is your birthday party? Is everybody invited? No. Let's be real. We ain't. I mean, we know not everybody rock with everybody, right? <laughs> the same as with God. God, like, if you ain't rock with me down there, you're not gonna rock with me up here. Because the thing about people is. People would be your friend if you got a lot of money, right? But as soon as you start acting funny with their money that they want from you, what happens? They start getting angry with you. What happens when you break up with someone? What happens when you lose a friend? What happens when you have different conflict? See, people think like, oh, everybody will be happy in heaven. Not everybody will be happy in heaven. Because if you hate God, you ain't going to like heaven. No matter how much you like a place, you at a restaurant, right? <clears throat> you with your boo. Y'all eating. And Shaquisha come in. <laughs> Your, 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 your friend coming, you, you, you can't even stomach your steak anymore. <clears throat> oh, she here? Mm. Or you out there with your girl, you know what I'm saying? And her ex walk in, and you know what I'm saying? He's he 6'5", got three offers, and you, 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 done, you done lost your appetite. Because <laughs> now you're like, you got no offers? You, 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 don't even, you, you, you a water boy? <clears throat> and if you're insecure, you're nervous because somebody walked in. Now somebody walked in, you're like, ah, man. I went down that path for a reason, but anyway. Rocky ground means you had joy. Yeah, I accept God. Yeah, let's grow, God. Let's do this thing. And then when persecution happens or trials happen, you don't want God no more. So are you a hard-hearted person or a rocky heart person? Let's get to the thorns. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. They endure for a while. Great. They look great. Then when tribulation or persecution arise on account of the word, immediately they fall off. Or fall away. Verse 18, and others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word. All these people here, everybody here hears, hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. 
Thorns are people who say, you know, I hear the word, I rock with it. They start off with it, but by the time they get to the middle, why is the middle so dangerous? People think starting is hard. The hardest part is the middle. Why is the middle the hardest? Hmm? Man, it shows you who you really are. Who you are will determine how far you go. Can you handle the test of the middle? Because that's when persecution happens. That's when tribulation happens. That's when trials happen. That's when uh, the enemy starts. Because what happens is when you're on fire with God, the devil knows the three ultimate things that puts the fire out of a believer are in this text. It says uh, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things. Those three things put out fire. What makes fire dangerous to, to the enemy? Why does the enemy don't want you to be on fire for God? Or what does being on fire for God look like? I don't want to use old terms in Christian. I mean, y'all be like, I don't even know what being on fire for God is. What does being on fire for God mean? Untrapped. Hmm? Untrapped, untrapped yep. So we'll, we'll do fire. Fire, untrapped. What else? Being on Hmm? Unashamed, yep. What else? Those are good. Being on fire for God means I'm focused. It means I'm untracked, meaning that, you know, I'm such a blaze. Like when a, when a building is real, real hot, firefighters, you can't touch it. Demons know a little fire, all I got to do is that. Medium-sized fire, bucket on that. Big fire, let's just let it burn itself out. But how does a fire keep going? You got to, boy, boy, y'all, y'all with a brother preach, y'all got to feed and fuel it. That's right, both of y'all. That's right, you got to feed and fuel it. So the devil knows if a person's on fire for God, I can't get close to them because I'm going to get burnt. So what I got to do is have the fuel and stop feeding it. It says these three things will stop it. Uh, the care, uh, man. The cares of the world. What are cares of this world? What are some cares that people carry that's too big for or too heavy for them to carry? You're on fire for God. You reach the middle. What is a care that will put a fire out? A care? Uh-huh. Your reputation. Expound that for me. You start, yeah, you start adopting. You say it one more time. You start hanging around with people you say hang with. Yeah. So now you start caring about what other people are saying about you. You start caring about uh, being with friends. You start, you start, the devil's just throw a little seed in your mind. Don't you don't, you don't like being lonely, do you? You don't like being alone. Nobody's your friend. Nobody cares about you. Then you start caring about people who don't even care about you. Fire starts going down. What's another cares that you guys face? Responsibility. How does that put out fire slowly but surely? Mm, that's real. Too much too soon. Puts fire out because now 
For instance, this is what happens to y'all young people all the time. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I, I wish I can father all of you all. I wish that I can. I mean, I am fathering to a degree through, through here. But what I'm saying is some of y'all's parents is putting out your fire for God or your fire for what God wants you to do because they're saying, hey, I want you. you, you I got 15 workouts a day playing all this basketball or, or you're, you're overburdened with homework, overburdened with the pressure of success with school. Like all these different things puts the fire out for you and God and puts the fire out for yourself. Now, all of a sudden you're like, man, <clears throat> I don't even I don't even know if who I am anymore. So responsibilities and what else we said cares. Right. Or caring about what other people say. It all says. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches. How are riches deceitful? What makes riches or money or success deceitful? You in the middle. You're on fire for God. And all of a sudden you've been deceived by riches. How are riches deceitful? They don't last forever. There's two types of sources you're going to have in this life. I tell people all the time, I trust more in the favor of God than the funds in my bank account. Because if I only trust the funds, then what happens when they freeze the bank account or what happens when everything falls apart and we're in a cashless society or we're in a society that's trying to control your money, what, what happens then? That's, the, that's where the world is heading to. It's called the Great Reset. Like they about to get rid of cash. And what happens when you get rid of cash? Everything's online. If everything's online, what happens then? What makes that what makes that vulnerable for all of us? If you have a cashless society and you have a gasless society, what can you do to people? Why do you think they're getting all these electric cars for? They're trying to get rid of gas cars because gas, natural resources never end. Natural resources never end. But if I got you electric. And I got access to anything that's a computer can be what? Hacked. Anything with a computer can be hacked. Meaning that if everybody has electric cars and I don't want you to go far, and I don't want you to go anywhere, I could push a button and cut your car off. But if you got a car that runs on gas, I, all I got to do is whoop, whoop, fill it up and keep it going. What happens when I can no longer pay with cash and thing and I have a credit card and debit card? They can cut the card off. <laughs> the mark of the beast is supposed to be something they put in you. They're already talking about the neural link with Elon trying to create where they'll put this thing in your brain and you can control your phone with your brain. So what happens when they got something on your brain and that's where everything is? They can cut that off. And if they can cut that off, what happens to you? You knocked off. That, they talking about doing it by 2030, people. They're already talking about they want full electric cars by 2030. They're already talking about the great reset to get rid of cash by 2030. How many years is that from now? So when all you trust is what can rust, you won't last long. Riches are deceitful because riches make you feel like the man, make you feel like the woman temporarily. But what happens when all that money's gone or the money stops coming in? Last one, the desires. Deceitfulness of riches, desires for other things, entering and choke the word. It chokes it. The word of God, it chokes uh, purity. It chokes uh, 
Christ mindset. It chokes love. It chokes the joy out of you. It chokes the peace out of you. It chokes, it chokes, it chokes, it chokes, and it proves to be unfruitful. Last but not least, so some of y'all are hard soil, some of y'all are rocky soil, some of y'all, like, no, not, not all good soils are in this room. Some are thorny soils, th- thorny soils, and the last but not least, good soil. Good soil is, um, but those that were sown on good soil, good soil, good soil, good soil, meaning that it's been toiled so it can be good soil, all right? Uh, are the ones who hear the word. So here's the, here's the formula if you really want to see change in your life. What it says, it says they hear the word. H-E-A-R, they hear the word. They accept the word. They hear the word. They accept the word. And they bear fruit. And it says 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Now, the game of life is all about the return off the seed. If I plant an orange seed, I'm guaranteed to feed a family multi-generationally because that tree, if it's planted in good soil, will produce either 30 oranges every harvest, 60 oranges, 100-plus oranges, etc. You got to ask yourself, the word of God being sown, whether it's been sown about trusting him, whether it's been sown about love, whether it's been sown about sexual purity, whether it's been sown about uh, purpose and creativity and, and you, you being fearfully, wonderfully made. If you don't accept it, you won't bear fruit. Are you rejecting the word of God or are you accepting the word of God? Because it doesn't matter if it stops here. You can hear all day. You can hear, but if you don't accept it, how can you bear fruit? 30 is still better than zero. I want to get to a place where I'm producing 100. And 100 is not better than 60. 60 is not better than 30. And 30 is not least than any of the three. It's based upon your proximity. Some people can only, think about this. Some people were only meant to be, to only impact people in their neighborhood. Some people were only meant to impact their city. And some people were meant to impact the world. So not, just because you bear for 30 don't mean because some people can only handle 30. Not everybody's supposed to be millionaires. Not everybody's supposed to be uh, entrepreneurs. So some people are only supposed to bear forth 30 because of where they are. Some people bear forth 60 because they can handle a little bit more reach. Some people can handle the world. So they bear fruit 100 because they're going the farthest. But that don't make them better than them. My question to you is, where are, your, where are you in the formula and where are you in the field? Are you a field that's hard? Are you a field that's rocky? Are you a field that's thorny? Or are you a field that's good? You won't reach good until you hear, accept, and bear fruit. The life, the goal in life is vision. Where are you supposed to impact? I know I'm a world guy. So I got to hear more, accept more, and bear more to reach the world. Either way, you got to say, okay, God, where have you called me? Who am I supposed to feed generationally? I am a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaf won't fade, whose fruit will continue to bear because I need to make sure that God gets a return on my life. The worst thing you could ever do is stand before God empty-handed. 
God done planted gifts and talents in you. God has planted abilities in you. God has planted so much in you. And a lot of us are going to return to God with the Kanye shrug. Hands empty. No return to investment. You got to think about that. What will God get from your life? It all boils down to the word changing your life so that you can bear fruit in your life. Any questions? Y'all good? Bill's about to ring anyway. All right. We're